projections change the world into the replica of one's own face. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I read it again? Yes. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing. <laughs> Let me start over. What are we dedicated to? <laughs> uh, is this 170? Yes. Yeah. We, uh, we said the wrong one the last time. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Mace. Welcome to episode 170. <sighs> um, in the past... In the history of No Small Thing, if you've been a listener for a while, uh, we used to do Enneagram episodes every five episodes, but people change, they shift, they evolve. Maybe I don't even like, I don't even want this to apply any sort of like progress or forward movement. It's a shift. It's just a shift. So now you're here and we are dedicated now for our every five episodes to have it be some kind of psychotherapeutic, psychological, psychoanalytic topic. Perfect. And... Also, in between those five things, we might do another one. We definitely (laughs) did a lot this time. I feel like I was like, oh, wait, we did a lot of concepts regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so we also have a little bit of a history of doing defense mechanisms as topics. So we always kind of did those outside of the Enneagram. And they were kind of in terms of the early makeup of the podcast. It was like less certain, more curious. We're exploring random topics, but we have this bend and inclination to pick topics like defense mechanisms in the Enneagram. Uh, Part of that is because we're interested in them. And then part of that is I think we feel like they themselves as topics help us to explore holding ourselves more lightly and being more curious around kind of what makes us do what we do or who we are and whatnot. And so we did all these episodes on defense mechanisms. And the last time we did, the first time we did it was, I think, episode 38, which I think is, we did the topic of projection. Wow. wow. And. <clears throat> I think it was probably two. We always did two defenses. We did two. Episode. It was projection and thinking or something like that. Oh. Well. Uh, or intellectualization. Yeah, maybe. I think you, you brought that one and I okay. brought projection. Yeah. And it was early on, and we were like, defense mechanisms, let's be curious. Scott had this book, uh, Why we Why do, do I Do That? Why Do I Do That? Yeah. Recommended by Peter Rollins. Shout out to Peter yeah. Rollins. Who got me into defense mechanisms. It's like, these are the things. It's like some people like collect baseball cards or, <laughs> or go on outdoor hikes. We collect psychoanalytic uh, <laughs> folks to listen to. Someday it would be fun to just do a deep dive of exploring why this stuff is so interesting to us, because... I was already obviously came with an interest in this stuff. Yes. And then here we are. Here we are. I listened to a psychoanalyst the other day talking and they said something that was like, something only becomes interesting when you're interested in your interest of it, especially when it's disturbing. Oh, you're interested in your interest of it. Uh huh. Yeah. That's the inception shit right there. Like, But I'm yeah, like, that's and then exactly are you interested happening. in the interest of the interest? Interesting. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> it never ends. 
why yeah. am I so interested in being interested in this thing? <laughs> um, that hurts. And, and I guess we should just say, um, if, if you're listening for the first time or slightly new, Mace is now in grad school to be a therapist. So it's just naturally coming into the podcast. And I think seep, seep, seep. this may not be true. It may be true, but it, it, we have so much fun recording the podcast it's not, um, this isn't some, well, the way I think you can tell this is just conversational and we prep and do some research and stuff, but this isn't some like highly produced, this isn't our full-time job. No. So for now it's enjoyable to record and have these conversations and, and we have this plan of kind of theoretically maybe doing it indefinitely. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. This is the season of Um, the podcast right now, Mason grad school. So there's just a lot of natural material that's coming our way. There fully is. And it's interesting. So what, what kind of brought us to this was, I don't think I share this with you, but I had recently been talking with Daniel, shout out to Daniel patron on our discord. And they were like, I think it would be interesting because I was explaining something to them. And it was like, I think I said something like, I have so much more understanding of how these things work. Mm-hmm. You know, like early on when we did defense mechanisms, we're like defense mechanisms. We yeah, don't know yeah. what they are. And we're curious and we're exploring. And there was a lot of new information. Mm-hmm. And I had said something about defense and he was like, what if you redid it? Like, what if you went back now that you know so much more. Yeah. And I was like, that's really interesting. And then when we were like, what should it be? I was like, this seems like actually a really fascinating thing to kind of explore. It's literally two years later Yeah, from when we first did an episode on projection. And at the time we actually had, you know, we did research, we understood projection to an extent and now we'll understand projection to a little bit more of an extent, but like, again, catch us in two years. And I imagine our thoughts on projection will be all the more robust. We will have mastered it. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we're laughter. never certain. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Perfect> nervous laughter. <laughs> we can't no. master it, Scott. No, Sorry, listeners. Nothing can be mastered. <laughs> I don't agree with my co-host. We do not master projection. <laughs> so we <laughs> decided to go back, and I think I suggested either splitting or projection because these feel like the the. I think that there's people call them like primary and secondary or something like that, but the building blocks of uh, your defense. That's what I, that's how I yeah. think of them. I'm like, these are the building blocks of what make you up. And, and I, some, and some of them are much more prevalent in like everyday parlance, if you will. Right. Which I think projection might be the most prevalent. The one that you hear the most of in the world yeah. is like, Oh, they're projecting. Yeah. And that's kind of a dominant one in the like colloquial Oh, is that the right word? I don't know what you're going to say. I colloquial is a word, <laughs> like, but you were say the dominant form in the colloquial. <laughs> I don't think that's how it you say the collective <laughs> conscious. No, I was going to say, isn't what does colloquial a mean? Colloquialism. <laughs> yeah. a colloquialism. Like say it's that like, it's like colloquialism. People say it. Yeah. 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 That's a good say. <laughs> it's an everyday colloquialism. Um, okay, That'll so be an before we talk about projection in particular, is there anything you want to say about defense mechanisms? Yeah, let's just do some things about that first. Okay. Um, I think defense mechanisms, it's like what you were just saying, right? So now follow along, everybody, and this is not Scott teaching a concept. It's I'm thinking out loud. So, And I'm talking to myself. I mean... Somebody, Except for I'm here, so yeah, yeah, talking to me. I'm talking. It's, I mean, it's a trippy thing. What's going on in my brain when I'm talking? I'm talking out loud to myself with you in the room, 
which helps create some energy, <laughs> right? I don't know how I would talk if nobody was in the room. I, I would get, I would just get utterly lost. But like, I do obviously have an audience in mind, which is trippy because there is nobody here. But, right, right. Um, <laughs> what a funny thing. But uh, yeah, there, there's what you were saying about this idea of projection being in the collective conscious or an everyday colloquialism. Ooh, there uh, we go. That's how it's used. I think <laughs> people listen to me like they don't know what they're talking about, but um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's in pop culture. It's probably in songs. It's in movies. It's in shows. People bring that up in everyday talk of like, Oh, you're projecting or that's a projection. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I'm interested in talking about tonight mm-hmm. is I think the first round, it was more of like, Hey friends, we're, the podcast that's help that helps you be less or more curious. We've researched something for you this week and we're going to get curious about the concept of projection. We're still doing that, but the, I guess the twist on it this time around is having maybe, maybe what I'm saying is that we have a little bit more confidence Mm -hmm. in exploring, not what projection is necessarily, although we'll do that. I think it's a little bit more about, wow, let's pay attention to our collective lack of understanding of what projection is and then our collective uh, mistreatment of that concept. Oh, interesting. Meaning, meaning, meaning what you were saying right before the recording is like a, a defense mechanism isn't bad. Yes. Or yes, isn't necessarily yes. bad. And we're not, I mean, let's just state that clearly as people trying to get less certain, more curious. Um, I would say not only is it bad, but defense mechanisms are actually good. Okay, so that's a great twist because I think that's that's that is the evolution of the podcast. Yeah, because I, I I don't think we would have said they were bad. I think if we went back and listened, we would have said they're there for a reason. Right. But I think maybe the implication or what we were trying to suggest was that when the time comes and you're safe and comfortable, there may be a day when you don't need those defenses anymore. Right. And I just think that that's not true. Yeah. Like, that, I think that's that sort of like, like a godlike posture. Almost. Right. It's almost like, oh, you one day maybe you won't need your bones mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Like one day you'll just be able to walk mm-hmm. around without your bones. And it's like, no, you're Did always going to need no your bones. bones. No bones. Uh, yeah, that's a great they're, metaphor. They're, actually. I like they, that. they make up who you are. Mm-hmm. They're they're they are the structure for which you are formed. Mm-hmm. So to one day be like, oh, you you don't need those bones. It's like no, you could just cultivate some awareness that oh, I have a bone, and this is what this bone can do, mm-hmm. and this is what this bone what can serves a bone me. Do? <laughs> <laughs> I, there's got to be a, a better metaphor, but that to me feels like the right one. Of like, no, no, no. I, no, I, no. I just like the I, bones don't do anything. I think muscles do. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like bones just are there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, I just, I just thought of the idea of a bone doing something. But no, I mean, bones obviously are there for a reason. <laughs> I think you might want to help your defenses to maybe move potentially from secondary to, to like, or from primary to secondary to tertiary functions whoa, potentially. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But whoa. I don't even know what I mean by that. So, okay. <laughs> but I'm like. Everybody just stop and, and, and write down some ideas of what you thought Mace meant by that. <laughs> yeah, I, I could get into it, but it's like there's certain ones that it's like projection is helpful and makes up pieces of who we are. And then we can see the projection and move it into maybe different things. Yes. So like get creative with what your projection is and then find a different a different means to place it. I love that. Maybe. Maybe no. <laughs> you're really exploring now. I really, I mean, I'm uh, just thinking out loud here too. I, I guess, I guess maybe what you'd say or what we're suggesting is that if you have some awareness of these things, 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So we're just having fun. There's nothing desperate. We're not. We're interested in our interests. Let's just. Say yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess I guess the thing that got me personally interested in defense mechanisms is it gives you some things to be curious about in the midst of a conflict. Yes. And and if you're just like sort of floundering, it's like almost to me grabbing for like a a life preserver or something if you're floundering in the water. It's like just gives you something to grab onto. It's like, oh, maybe I'm projecting right now. And and whether or not that's good or bad, it's not that's not the point. It's just like it, oh, that like, might be what's happening. Th- yeah, there's something getting in the way of communicating with the person yes. you care about. I'm like, yes. well, what is it? Like, yes. or what's at play here? And if you can say, oh, I think I'm rejecting. If, if you're, I mean, if you're like, if you're, if you're like pointing your finger and yelling at somebody, like, calm down. You're so angry, and the person's right. like, well, I'm right. not. I'm yeah. not angry. <laughs> you know, you might, oh, maybe I'm projecting. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, so. I also was thinking about this today of like how funny all this is in terms of like as someone who's like really into psychoanalysis and all these things. I'm like all these words are just like words describing things that are like they are relatively immeasurable. Yeah. Like, oh, projection. This is a thing. And it's also like completely not a thing. It's right. Like it's it's a word to describe a thing. There's there's this way in which we're going to be like, oh, we're going to explain projection or whatever. And it's this fascinating thing. You kind of have to enter into some kind of I mean, it really you have to enter into like a paradoxical thinking to be like to it exists and doesn't exist. Hold these contexts. Exactly. It's like they're both real and unreal at the same time. Projection is very real and also Projection isn't real, you know? Well, I, I think, do, am I right to say also like happiness isn't real? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like a word to describe a sensation. Right. And these right. defense mechanisms seem to be sort of a word to describe a phenomena. Yes. Yes. And a phenomena is exactly. There's probably like hundreds of phenomena that we right. have no language right. or words for, which is why I get a little frustrated because I'm like, gosh, uh, there's people out there who have given us some language to describe some 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 phenomena. So why don't we just talk about it? Like, uh, why not? Well, here we are. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else you want to say about defense mechanisms? There will be more to say as the episode goes. Okay. And now I'm ready <laughs> to talk about projection. Should we try and describe projection? Yeah. Um, here it goes. Okay. Should I try and describe yeah. it? Okay. I personally feel like in order to describe projection. I need to describe splitting. Okay. I've been thinking about this This is now an episode about splitting. It's not on splitting. We'll get right to projection after this. But, (laughs) and I'm, I will admittedly say if anyone's out there and like knows this stuff, I think my like timeline and learning about this stuff will be revealed. I just recently started reading this person named Melanie Klein. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Melanie Klein. She's someone who is kind of like right after Freud. So in terms of the timeline of when these concepts start emerging, Freud brought up these defenses and Freud started conceptualizing things like projection and uh, introjection, all the defenses. And actually Anna Freud brought a lot of them into the context as well. Anyways. If you want to hear a very strange and wild episode where we really don't know what we're talking about, we're in over our heads, check out projective identification. Right. No, full, and that was that was a full floundering. Yeah. <laughs> um, so essentially when Melanie Klein does this work a around infancy yeah. and starts to kind of look at what is formed in early infancy, and I've been really fascinated by this, of like these defenses, they start at such an incredibly early age. And so the reason why I think splitting is an important one to begin with is because 
we in our early infancy stages cannot tolerate and can't understand, I don't know the best language for it, essentially that things are more than one. Like we can't understand ambivalence. Right. We can't hold that. Or so nuance. What was that? Or nuance. Or nuance, yeah. exactly. So whatever is in our vicinity may be both good and bad, but whatever is happening to us with it, it's all good. Yeah. Or it's all bad when it's not there. So from a very beginning time, we start this function of splitting. So splitting is kind of the basis for which defenses. It's kind of like Got it. the groundwork. See, it's we're already like, we're already doing something a little different this time, because I, I am I am now learning. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning right now. Um, <laughs> learning is happening in real time. That it, makes a lot of sense to me. It's the basis. It's the rock ground zero. It's ground zero exactly. Ground zero is we start by the world is ambivalent and we start by trying to make sense of it. And the first thing we do is we start splitting things. Cause I, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but now I just, for clarification, if say, so if, 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 if you have in your mind, if one of the seeds of projection is a, an emotion or feeling a thought that you don't think is appropriate, uh, that you want to get rid of and fling out onto somebody else. Well, where did you get the idea in the first place that this was a bad idea or a bad thought? You know? Oh, interesting. So the splitting is what's, I feel like, causing it. It's like I I don't have nuance. I, I was taught not to have nuance. It's it, The premise is good and bad and nothing in between. So it's given me the tool to assess this unacceptable sensation inside of me that I need to now get rid of. Does that sound right? That's interesting. That's not how I was like, thinking okay. about it, but that's actually interesting. And as you were talking, at first I was like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, maybe. He doesn't get it. Maybe I'm not sure because I think now I'm like I, I'm I'm processing a lot of different theorists in my brain. I'm like I think that's super ego stuff that's okay. happening that would say that like whatever that thing is is bad. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean that could be onto something too. Well, I derailed your description. That's okay. Splitting. I mean that's kind of what we do here. Um, <laughs> we derail each other. <laughs> so I'll explain mine and then we can kind of unpack maybe both of what we just said. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm not that interested in unpacking what I just said. <laughs> um, so essentially it's like we have this function of splitting. So projection is this thing where we take something that we don't, essentially it's like there is something that arises in us that, again, maybe you're saying it's like can't tolerate. Right. And so what we do is it gets split from okay. us. Okay. So okay. we say, this is not me, it's you. Oh, better description. So it becomes this split object. So right. it's like, now we, we, we've we taken this function of that splitting, but now we're doing something with, I think some folks would say it's like kind of thinking in terms of like a membrane thing. Oh. So, so it's like this, folks who have a very like, if you were to think about your, like, I don't know, somehow picture yourself as like a nucleus or something. Right. I can do that. I don't you, think that's that. Crazy. You have like a membrane. Yeah. It's like projection. Metaphorical. We're metaphorical, not talking about exactly. your human body. Projection and introjection are both defense mechanisms that are membrane issues. Okay. When you think about it, because it's something that's from inside projection going out, pushing it Bypassing outside of you. the membrane. And then introjection is something from the outside coming in and you're swallowing it. It's becoming a part uh, of you. Got it. So projection and identification are kind of like, projection and introjection are kind of like dual parts. 
in a, in a form, in a way. It's like, as you're becoming a self, you're saying, I can't tolerate this thing. This I'm not going to let be a part of me, push it out of my membrane. And then, oh, that thing that I'm experiencing from an early object that's becoming a part of me and I'm taking that into my structure. Mm. So it's like projection and introjection with the basis of splitting, I think kind of starts to like form your personality of sorts, Mm. if that makes sense. See, I'm just playing with these concepts, but I think that's like my, the, the early understanding of how projection starts to work. It's like something's happening. I can't hold it all inside of me. And so I project it. And then also it's like this way in which it's almost like we're able to, it's almost like this weird tricky way where I think our subconscious or our psyche is helping us to see our subconscious parts Like it's almost like tricking us to seeing our subconscious parts. Like I can't tolerate the subconscious part inside of me, but it's tolerable if it's outside of me. And now I can see myself in this other thing. Well, I guess it has somewhere to go. This is a description. uh, And, and now we're, (laughs) it's like we're molding it with our hands now. It's like, okay, now I'm going to, well, I would say, so, so I guess they we're picturing all these metaphors, clay membranes, I'm tracking. I hope people are tracking. People are just like, click off. Like, no, not this this bullshit. But like, um, uh, okay. So, so I got, this is nice. Let me, let me have an idea. And then you, you tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. So you say there's an inner self or an inner thing, whether it's emotion or a thought or a, a characteristic or something about yourself. Right. That's not tolerable or nameable or something that you don't like. Yeah. And, and you put it out there and you project it on somebody else. So now mm-hmm. it's out there and now it's in your words, like a little bit more tolerable. Mm-hmm. What if also now it is encounterable? Like now that's not inside of me in an ambiguous way and it's on somebody else. I can grapple with it. I can yell at it. I mm-hmm. can exactly carry with it. You yeah. know, like, yeah. And to a certain extent, it sounds like in terms of phenomena, and I think this is what a little bit what we were dabbling in with projective identification, which I still don't quite understand, is like there is something that seems to happen where if you're treating someone like they're angry, mm-hmm. they start to act angry. Yes. And it's almost yes. like you're sort of a puppet master unintentionally. I think that's what they would say is projective counter identification. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't even go down that path. Don't even, because now, oh, no, no, no. Let's leave it, leave it be situation. Leave Walk it. Walk right past that. Leave it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You're right. Yeah. So that's, uh, well, because you brought it, I think, and because we, uh, there's a piece of me that wants to redeem that last episode. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Just will briefly say projective identification is, is really not far off of, from projection. Yeah. It simply is, I'm projecting this feeling, and now I'm, a, I'm identifying this person or this thing with that projection. Oh gosh. Right. So it's like that, that thing now in its identity is that thing. Mm. So it's not just like, Oh, this person's acting angry. It's like this person is angry or, Oh, this person, like they're an angry person. They are mad at me. Yeah. Not just like, Oh, they're angry. You know, I'm projecting. It's like the identification piece like changes it to where it's like, it's part of that person's identity marker. Oof. I think. 
Okay. Well, maybe that will be need to be redeemed someday. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly. <laughs> Many things will need to be redeemed. So projection is essentially just like, literally like it comes from like, think of a projector. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have these pieces inside of me that are intolerable. I can't handle the ambiguity. It's like they, they get split off from you, yeah. put into the projector and placed on anything that will contain it. Right. So it's like there's this interesting thing that happens in therapy where it's like projections run thick. Yeah. So there's this fascinating thing of like in a therapeutic context, all these defenses kind of are, I would say, I don't know if heightened would be the right word, but they're almost put under a microscope by nature of the situation. Uh, right. So it's like... The situation being therapy. Being, the th- being therapy. Like you come in and now you have this person who hopefully is kind of honestly in a subconscious way, allowing themselves to be impacted by your subconscious tendencies. So they're, they're going to almost wear the projections and by wearing the projections. So here's this really fun thing about projection. I feel like this is something that we missed last time that I'm like, Oh, I think we do in terms of society get like annoyed, heavy quotes at projection. Like, oh my gosh, they're projecting. Oh my gosh, they're projecting. And it's like, yeah, sure, that's annoying. And also that tells you so much about that person's inner world, what they're projecting. It's like, oh, that's such insight into that person. If someone's projecting something, it's like your care, like all of a sudden, like if you were to pull back a little bit and maybe be a little less... Obviously we have it, we're impacted and we're humans and it's happens in relationships and friendships, but it's like also like this really interesting thing where I feel like we're missing something when we just are like, Oh, I'm annoyed at this person projecting at me. It's like, Oh my gosh, that person has something that's really intolerable in them that they can't even stand. That is a part of them. And now they're throwing it out onto me, but it's also telling me so much about what that person's telling carrying and telling me so much about that person's inner world. It's like a projection of someone's inner world. It's like, Oh, get the popcorn, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's, it makes sense. It makes so much sense. And, uh, I am just overwhelmed with, Cause I guess, I guess to a certain extent we've, we've now, we've laid the groundwork. I think we can now have full permission to just go off. Oh like, yeah. I think we have a general description of what projection is. Yes. Uh, can I read a quote? Please. Um, I guess as you're looking at the quote, I'll say, um, what, what I was getting overwhelmed with is like the way that we exist in the world together relationally does seem to be very much dictated by hidden powers. I mean, the powers are nameable in the sense of like patriarchy, colonialism, capitalism, these types of things. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't do much to name the powers. All, All I'm saying is we have better ways to be together or I'll change that different ways. I don't know about better. Okay. You know, our, we have, we are given scripts, we're given scripts for our gender. We're given scripts for relationships. And then I, I'm saying obvious things here, but I'm working it out. Like, oh, yeah. And then the scripts are made to be, they, they just have deep grooves in our mind in terms of like the shows and movies we watch. And a mm-hmm. movie will be watchable because it makes us feel good and reinforces the script. Yep. And you can't say 
hey, there's this movie where these two characters have learned a very deep and robust way of talking about their projections. <laughs> I mean, how do you make that interesting? Right, right. I do right. think, honestly, like everything when you're talking, when we're talking about these things, David Lynch comes up for me all the time because mm-hmm. the things we're talking about are so bizarre and so strange and so just utterly spooky in a way. Yeah, yeah. Th- that that uh, David Lynch just naturally captures that stuff in his art. But like, yeah. all I'm saying is to say, get out the popcorn, you know, it's like, it's true. I can think of interactions my entire life now where the projection is happening mm-hmm. and I don't know how you start to identify that. You just probably say something's off here. Like, Right. I'm not angry. Well, I think it takes a lot of like is like really checking in and being like, this isn't me. Yeah. Knowing what's yours and what's not. I mean, it, it involves you having cultivated a membrane oh, to know right. what's yours and not. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And then, and then to also have the relationship with someone where it's like, you could walk around the world with a somewhat mild understanding of projection and be like, at least in your own heart and mind between you and God and the wall it's like oh this person's projecting on me but probably wouldn't help to bring that up and we don't have that type of relationship right right but and that might just give you some peace of mind but to have a relationship where someone would be like whoa look what's happening like it's twofold like here's how i feel with the projection here's what i'm noticing do you notice it and then you start to get to have a conversation right that just seems so fun yeah i'm like why can't that be on the table for existence (laughs) no i mean it's definitely like this thing of I mean, I think you and I are getting more and more attuned to these kinds of things of yeah. like, like I'm noticing something happening in me. Like, is this coming from me or you? Right. Like kind of right. trying to Ooh, figure that out. Ooh, what a great out. question. You know? That's a, that's, a, that's a spooky question, isn't it? Right. To me, right. it's a spooky question. Like a, we were watching our psychoanalysis basics video the other day and it was like a haunted house. Yeah. You know, we're all haunted houses and you know, we think we're in charge. We yeah. inhabit our house, our right. body, our mind. But it's a haunted house. Yeah. And there's things floating around in there spooking us and we don't, we're not in control. I also think that we're just like often not aware of how much subconscious communication is happening between two people or multiple people. Mm. It's like, we're so focused on what's consciously happening that we forget that there's a whole world of unconscious things interacting, you know? Mm. Well, talk about splitting. I mean, Yes. No, talk about splitting. That's exactly it. Yeah. And us as a society, mm-hmm. and humans forever, it's not like, oh, man, let me in a little bit. Uh, maybe this will be a finale, but remind me to pop off on like what I wrote about my morning pages this morning. Oh, I'm really curious. <laughs> but um, yeah. like I, you wrote about your morning pages in your morning pages. No, I was I was just going to say this phrase like as a society. I, I, in my morning pages, everybody. Uh, just tell it now. OK. Um, <laughs> I was writing about that that really uh, satirical Facebook post I made, and maybe I was give some context. Everybody, I I wrote a comment, and I've never really done this. I, I wrote a comment on somebody's Facebook thread in, in jest, as like satirical. I I wrote something in in the character. The character I was playing was some sort of like agitated conservative who speaks in broad generalities and actually says nothing, you know, like sometimes I'm looking at these, these comments and I'm like, 
I see that this person's agitated and I actually perceive this person to be somewhat intelligent, but this post objectively says nothing. <laughs> nothing has been said. And one of my, one of my pet peeves is like these, these statements that are like generalities. So like one of my biggest pet peeves is uh, this phrase these days as if, as if racism is now just around these days or as if bigotry or mean spiritedness is, is just started to arise these These days. days. And what all I'm hearing really is like, you're just coming to this realization. It's not these days violence and terrible human behavior has always been around. Um, and so I was just like using a lot of those phrases in my response, but in my morning pages, I was just talking about like phrases like, these days or and now I was getting really paranoid about me using it like in our society like I don't know phrases that yeah seem to be in quotes with all caps and that are so worn out cliches right it's like what society are you talking about yeah and yeah. and then I was I wrote my morning page I was like these phrases in terms of writing in a sentence and communication seem to be like giant black holes <laughs> that that suck all the other words around it out and into its vortex of like now because you've used this phrase these days all other words that you've used have now actually been sucked Sucked into this terrible (laughs) like don't ever use the word these days everybody that that (laughs) one is one of my worst (laughs) i feel like this is really funny because i'm like is it just a black hole for you I don't know. I feel like it should be a black hole for everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm talking about. I get what you're saying about it. For I'm talking sure. about just. I'm talking about. I'm talking about phrases that have lost all meaning yeah. and are sort of lazy, right? Because they're so so cliche, and and I guess just if you were to pick it apart objectively, if you were looking at somebody's posts, like this, this contains no meaning. There's no meaning right. contained in this right. statement. But um, you and I do morning pages just so shockingly different. <laughs> no, like it is like whenever you talk about your morning pages, I'm like, oh yeah, cool, cool, cool. Like mine are like full internal interrogation of my psychic world every time. <laughs> I mean, I have. I talk about therapy pretty much every time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like no, that, that's what makes us good. That's a, that's one of the things that makes us a good team. Is like. I, I was I was in a meeting with somebody today who was telling a story and they said something happened at work today and they were saying um, something pretty scandalous happened at this workplace and it was like, what? And it was like, oh, not, just nothing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like Please I want all me. the, I want all the details <laughs> and then I want to know how you felt about it every step of the way and all the thoughts. And it's like, <laughs> I've never met somebody that's so willing to share all the thoughts as you. And I'm just like, this is great. I mean, talk about get out the popcorn. I'm like, great. <laughs> Scott asked me how my first day of school yeah. was. <gasps> Buckle up, dude. Here we go. Yes. Second by second. <laughs> play by play. You're right. I will tell you both the facts and then how I'm feeling in the moment. Exactly. Okay. But here, before you read your quote, here's the last thing I'll say. Cause I was going to say as a society, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was going, I was like, where did this people come from? these days as a society, uh, people, uh, it, it, the whole system, you know, we're talking about powers that be powers, forces. The whole system is based on splitting. Like we have, we have laws. You can sue someone, you know, and you can appeal to a law. And we, as humans say, um, 
every, every, probably every single situation, no matter what precedent, no matter what law has been created, no matter what case you're going to reference, everything is utterly unique, but it makes us feel so good that we've created all the laws and we can just reference that. And, you know, it's like meta splitting to a certain extent, like society is just all splits. Yeah. I want you to listen to this union life's episode on splitting. I think you will find great enjoyment from it. I will not listen to it. <laughs> I refuse to listen. Um, okay. So speaking of this union life, segue. <laughs> I listened to 10 minutes of an episode today. Okay. And got two quotes already. Bam. So felt good about that. Everybody listen to this union life. It's a great podcast. If you're into We've had that union squad analysis, on. we have had that squad on. Um, it's really interesting. Nope. I won't do it. Nope. <laughs> Put leave, that down, it. Mace, leave it. No, exactly. <laughs> okay. 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 This is a direct quote from Jung himself. I'm going to need to read this twice to you. I can already tell. Maybe three times. Projections change the world into the replica of one's own face. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I read it again? Yes. <laughs> this will now turn into performance art. <laughs> we'll be reading this quote for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Should I do it again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the performance art. You ask me. Every time. And you just keep going. I mean, that is, that is David Lynch's YouTube, right? Like, no, he's totally. still doing it. He's still doing pick a number. <laughs> He is still doing it. He's still telling the weather. He is. I love him. Okay. Projections change the world into the replica of one's own face. (sighs) Oh, yes. So it's like, so there's the definition, right? So it's like, we can't see ourselves fully. Mm hmm. So we project into the world to see ourselves in a way. There's almost like a mirroring aspect of projection of like, getting ourselves out of ourselves to see ourselves. Yeah. And I guess, okay. So here it goes prompt and we're talking. And so like, so if somebody says, okay, um, cause go real ahead. Quick, you don't always project bad things, right? Like I think no. that's the thing is not only we are not always projecting bad things necessarily. No, no. Like great. oftentimes we're projecting really good things, right? Yeah, so I, I guess I was going to say, like, you know, we'll always be sort of approaching things. I, I'll speak for myself because this is my upbringing and this is the realm I inhabit. I'll always be approaching things through a Christian lens. So if you're saying, uh, like, Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. Christian, Presbyterian, ordained minister. Okay, we got our little stats on him. It <laughs> says, uh, you know, you you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Love yourself and love others unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And people, some people have a great time with self-love. Some people are offended by self-love. So right, talk right. about projection there. But like if you, if that was a starting point, that does seem to be something that would be very healing to the world. Cause if you love yourself and then you're projecting the self that you love onto everybody, you're just going to see a bunch of great people. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I wonder if a narcissist, like I wonder if Kanye, who I think is a narcissist, right, right, who's right, like, right. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I don't know if it is actual self-love. I think it might be like something like self-obsession or something. Or- yeah, no, I mean, I mean, there's, there's definitely a thought of me as like, is there a self to love for Kanye? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Kanye, I don't know if necessarily 
been birthed mm-hmm. into a self. I might. Right. I might. Kanye. Wonder. We know you're listening, Kanye. <laughs> we know you listen to no Kanye things, out so. there. <laughs> um, I had a thought. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I have an example that I'm curious around. Okay. This something happened recently that I, I made this comment because I'm like, oh, I do this a lot. And I'm wondering if this is projection. And I do this actually with you sometimes where I start apologizing for something. Right. I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm saying it to the other person feeling like, oh, they need to be apologized to. They're yeah. feeling like they are wanting a sorry. They're wanting someone to repair something. I think sometimes it's potentially important for me to ask, do I want someone, that person to say sorry to me? Yes. Am I looking for the repair for me? And I can't, I, I, I can't tolerate that neediness. And so what I do is I put it out into this other person. Part of it, I think, maybe is in hopes that if I say sorry, they also sorry. But I also almost think it's like I'm attending to my own need for that by providing it to the other. Yeah, and I think I think you do that even more so. Sometimes maybe through apologizing, but through seeing. Hmm. I see that you're very upset right now. I see that you're holding a lot. And I know that's also code for you to be saying, please see how much I'm holding. <laughs> I'm doing this for you now. Like, it's like, I'm going to give you a little back massage. And after this, I'm also going to want a back massage. <laughs> right. And it's actually true. And it's like, I think that something I'm coming into terms with is my neediness. Like I have. Well, needs. and we're all needy. That's not like something unique to Mace. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. But I'm like, I think I, for a long time thought that I like was above neediness mm. in a way. Um, or say it this way. Cause I don't know if you relate to this, but like I, I thought heading into therapy, <laughs> we, we were getting into a place and this is what's really hard to describe to people who have a different understanding of what therapy might be. Yeah. I'm getting to a place where I'm going to get less needy. So, right. so sometimes I'm like, so I simply am about, I'm simply becoming more, more aware needy. of my need. Yeah. Like, need so I, I, sometimes in my life I convey a need to someone yeah. and they say, Oh, and this is, this is actually a sad and cruel thing about our society. I think right. our society these days, yeah, you're back to it. <laughs> um, our society, uh, <laughs> is, Oh, maybe you should talk to your therapist about that. Like right. somehow I'm going to go to therapy and I'm going to learn to not be, have needs. Right. No, exactly. I mean, I re- just recently read this chapter that was like, Oh, what you want is for this person to come to a guilt free awareness of their needs. And then eventually they can reach the point of, I do think you need some kind of early, especially if there's like infantile trauma or something like that, getting those needs met. But then, so that way then folks can go out and start to see how they can get those needs met externally yeah. outside of the therapy space. But it's like a guilt free awareness of a need dependency. That's what's so frustrating about I'm tr- now, now I need to come up with a more creative way to talk about what's happening in society, the world society. <laughs> yeah. That's what's you're frust- going to need. You're going to need something. So, well, we need to say something that's not so broad. We need to say something like, 
That is what is often frustrating about many interactions Conversations that, that I've had, had or things we've... I see in media, whatever. Yes, but yes. like a, a general, a general assumption I have picked up. Yeah. What? No, keep going. But I have a thought. Okay. Of, of, um, like we, so, so, so if there's a message that's somehow communicated to people, mm-hmm that your needs are not good and you're weird for having needs and, mm-hmm. and we're all sort of somehow the assumption seems to be we're getting to a, a place of less neediness and then maybe that's what being an adult is or something. So here's the deal. It's like, it's, it's like, so everybody buys into that mentality mm-hmm. and everybody goes, okay, yeah, no, no. I, I mean, cause I could, now I'm, this is personal testimony. Right. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm not needy. I'm becoming an adult. I'm. This I am, is, we've reached personal testimony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have. I. I am. I have agreed to this program. Right. I will reach a point of less needs, and what? Just some sort of bland, non-existent, nothing. Mm-hmm. And 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 then so somebody can walk around going, no, I don't have any needs. Mm-hmm. But you're your needs are oozing out of your daily life and personality. We see it. Right. Well, I mean, they're in all our projections. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. But okay. Here's this other thought that I was thinking. It's you're naming it. We live these days in our society. (laughs) These days. (laughs) I, I really do think that this is a product of actually white supremacy and, patriarchal culture, like hustle culture, capitalism, all these things, the powers that be, but, when somebody says something and I, I think there's this interesting line of like boundaries and maybe you should talk to your therapist. And I think that that's complicated. There's no right or wrong thing necessarily happening there, but here's what it's exposing. I think it's exposing. And I'd like to shout out to Searles, this person I'm reading this book and it's just blowing my mind. Searles. I don't remember their first <laughs> name. So sorry, Searles. Um, but <clears throat> Someone's dependency needs or someone's neediness, if if you haven't come to terms with your own neediness and yeah. somebody is coming to you with saying, I have needs, you are going to be threatened. You're going to feel anxious around their neediness because you haven't come to terms with your own. So yeah. it threatens that piece in you that also is needy that hasn't been met. And for me to come and try and meet this person's neediness means I might have to encounter that piece of me. And I have done a lot of work to say that, no, I, I'm not that thing. Oh, I can't, it hurts. I can't be those things. I feel slight. <laughs> I'm always good at talking about potential <laughs> sadness, but I don't feel <laughs> sadness. I do feel a gentle sadness there. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, is what is it? Inside out? Sadness. I feel <laughs> Inside Out, is that the movie? Uh, the one with emotions? Yeah, that's a great, I mean, that's a great primer. It's a primer for sure. A primer. A primer. A primer. I love to say primer. You do say primer. <laughs> yeah, uh, it makes me feel very proper. <laughs> it's not just those emotions that are in display in that movie. It's many things. Right. It's an infinite number of things that we've cast aside. No, but it's that's a cool, I mean, it's an interesting, yeah. right? It is a good do you remember that? Do you remember that little uh, elephant character? Yeah. What's yeah, his yeah. name? I forget, Bebop or something? Uh, wait, what did you just say? What? You gave it a guess. Elephant. Bebop or something? Yeah, Bebop. I said Bebop. It's, it's something, something like, like that. that. It's something like that. Yeah. And it's it's basically the dormant creativity that's been shoved away. The playfulness. It's like the child. Yeah. It's the child. Ooh, it hurts. It hurts so bad. <laughs> 
That character hurts me more than any character in that movie. No, I mean, it's that movie is emotional. Yeah. Emotional. I get very sad. But it's not like we've, we've just outcast sadness. <laughs> they're, they're, you're saying, like, we've outcast need. We've, uh, we've outcast all sorts of things about ourselves. Yeah, I mean, like, to be honest, I've outcast anger more than anything. Yeah. You know, it's... It and you see somebody angry. else getting angry, you're like... What? No, How I mean, dare they? You see, I get very, it's, yeah. it's a big thing for me, mm-hmm. you know? Like mm-hmm. I have, it's, it's, it's borderline intolerable because I haven't allowed space to tolerate it myself. Working on it. What do people want? Do, do we, I just really do think people want zombies. Um, oh, the quote that I most recently posted yeah. on our page was this quote that was like, we're all essentially dealing with the task of, how unbearable it is to be alive and how much to an, an te- anesthetize. Anesthetize. Anesthetize ourselves. Because this is the thing. I mean, this is Adam Phillips. This is whole, that's another psychoanalyst of like, being alive is not, like you're saying, it's not happiness. Being alive is frustration. Being alive is feeling the, the tension of these feelings, feeling needy, feeling angry, feeling sad, feeling joy, feeling hungry. Feeling like getting full, you know, it's, 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 it's the ups and the downs. It's frustrating. That's aliveness, but it's no easy task to be alive. You know, I mean, this sounds so cliche or, or, or for obvious, but it's like a puzzle. A puzzle is a, a, a very interesting thing. It's like you're intentionally just throwing a bunch of pieces on a table and you're spending time putting it together. Like what if somebody, I mean, think about how crazy this is, but it's like, what if somebody said, oh, we're going to have, we're going to hire somebody to do that for you. <laughs> you know, you're like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like the secret thing of life of like all these bypasses that we want for like not living life. Like, so what, what happens? Like there's that a, there's a, like a really funny <laughs> there's a fantasy inside of me sometimes of like, everything's going to be taken care of. I don't need to work. I don't, I don't, I don't need to do anything. And then what? Right. I don't know. Actually. I right. mean, I have. I have a, I have a, I mean, you know, there's this chef's table episode where this guy lives out on a Patagonia Island and, and it's, it does seem the way, the way they depict it, it seems very interesting, but I mean, he's obviously not just like laying, no. doing nothing. He, he's out there cooking and going out in the waters and hiking around and reading poetry and creating, you know, but like, yeah, no, I mean, hiring somebody to do your puzzle, that, that is sort of like a metaphor that just popped in my mind. Like, what are we trying to do in life? Like anesthetize. It's like, yeah. wait, aren't we finding joy in the frustration right. that occurs while you're trying to put together a puzzle? Right. It is so frustrating. It's so frustrating. No, exactly. <laughs> that's actually a pretty solid metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, and I think this, that's the embrace. I mean, it's embrace the lack. It's all these things, but mm. I, I really like this term of frustration. Ooh. And this is, because uh, this there's this one quote that was in my goddamn therapist bathroom, and I was like, "Fuck <laughs> you for this." <laughs> it was the only satisfactions of reality are themselves frustrating, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. "Why that quote?" Mm-hmm. To my therapist, and he's like, "But they're satisfying." Would you say it again? The only the satisfactions of reality are themselves frustrating. Mm-hmm. There's some, it might, I, that might not be exactly right. Again, it's Adam Phillips. It's that same person who I'm really kind of Mix. falling in love with. Yeah. Um, but it's like, my therapist was like, yeah, but they're satisfying. And then you get hungry again and then you satisfy and then you get hungry again. Yeah. It's like, it's frustrating and yet satisfactory. Yeah. It's kind of that paradox. Yes. 
I, I, I was trying to, I think we talked about this on the podcast recently and then I made a post about it on my Facebook, Facebook. I was outing myself as a dad, 42 year old dad. I do Facebook. Um, and I, I talked about this idea of shortcuts and it's something that makes sense in my brain. So if everybody's like, what is a, what is a shortcut? I mean, it's you hiring someone to do the puzzle. I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Shortcuts. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but I do think there are shortcuts to the meatier parts of certain conversations that we want to have. So I can eliminate in my mind, this is why I was using the phrase shortcuts, like a lot of the extra fat or whatever on a conversation where I'm like, we, uh, I know what I'm talking about here, but like, I know, I know <laughs> all these metaphors. Take a, take a I second know the fact. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very familiar now with the extra unnecessary stuff that we dance around in terms of conversations. And I'm like, this is what we actually want to get to. Yeah. Um, so I was talking about like shortcuts and I was saying a shortcut to, um, human interaction is a desire to understand. And, and so it's, it's like my, what I'm saying is in, in that, in that sense is spend less time worrying about, is this a debate? Do I have the facts? Am I winning the argument? Are they right or wrong? Am I right or wrong? And just sit back and shut up and try to comprehend and understand. That's, right, I mean, that's what I'm suggesting. It's let the person paint the picture. Let the person it's, paint the picture. Like that is, I think, a shortcut. When someone's trying to explain something and they're trying to tell you something, give them the brushes, give them the paint traces, yeah. give them the canvas, sit back and let them paint their full goddamn picture, even if it's the opposite of what your sunset might look like. Yeah. And, and it's in your own brain, it's a shortcut because there's less things to think about. Like, what am I doing no, here? Totally. You're just letting someone talk. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Nope. There's no, don't worry. Just let them talk. But what, but what? No, 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 no. So that's a shortcut. But somebody who I really respect po- reposted it and said, or commented and was like, that's actually not a shortcut. That's a lot more complicated. Letting someone talk and trying to comprehend is very hard. And I was right. like, well, no, but it is. It no, is. well, no, but that's the thing. It's like, if we're talking about frustration being satisfying, that's what I'm saying about like now that now that we've just laid the table with projection. I know I'm like projection. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and we said this is something that we can talk about. Right. And then there's also infinite other things, but but, but there's tons more defense mechanisms. Um it does require a lot more patience to stop in the middle of a conversation and be like, "Ooh, is this projection?" Uh, oh, I just noticed like this thing that's happening and, and we can say maybe it's a projection and people are like, Oh, this is boring. This, this slows down the conversation. So, but, but this can be enjoyable. Right. This can be enjoyable. Right. It, I it, mean, I, I think it can be, but again, I think there's this piece where it's like folks need safe spaces to explore what the anxiety it brings up for them in mm-hmm. you know because it's like everyone is going to bring up different anxieties for different people mm-hmm. so it may not be enjoyable it may be thrilling and in anxious like there are certain things that to have this threat and could me- make someone believe that they're going to die right i'm just saying it could be yes you know yes. it's like oh no, i think oh i think there's yeah. immense potential for climbing it. a black at uh seattle bouldering <laughs> project <laughs> yeah seattle bouldering project I, that sounds really crazy you guys <laughs> this the, the the bouldering gym that we have has different colors uh, uh, on the wall so there's um yellow in order of difficulty there's yellow red green purple orange and then black so blue and then pink, blue white. pink white yeah so <laughs> so mace 
climbed their first uh, black route today. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Very excited. Um, you know, just getting thrown into that, it's not its not only not enjoyable, but it's impossible. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. And that's actually a great metaphor. It's like, you yeah. got to start with yellows and reds, yeah. you know? and then But it could be enjoyable. But it, it could get it. No, exactly. At first, know, a black yeah. would be like, this is not fun. Yeah. This is not fun. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I mean, every time I try a pink, I don't try pinks, even blues. I'm like, this is, no, no, nope, sorry. I'm going to scrape against the wall. Um, Okay, we took like the world's amazing free association. Do you want to try to do a little projection thoughts towards the end, wind down? Yeah, well, I have one more quote. Okay, yeah, great. That I think might help get us back on track. Um, Okay. Oh, I mean, this isn't going to be that profound. I'm like, oh, but Only this will just... This is profound zone. If uh, it's not profound, I don't want it. We project things we aren't fully aware of. So again, not like it needs to be necessarily bad things, but things that are outside of our consciousness. It is the psyche trying to make itself known. Okay, 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 okay. So so this is great. Yep. This is a great little burst of a wind down. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the what? Trying the to make psyche trying to make itself known. Okay. So I'm, I'm putting, I mean, if we're talking about creativity and we're talking about like the idea in your head mm-hmm. and you get to draw it, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there it is. That's what mm-hmm. I was thinking. Um, it almost seems similar. It's like something, something sort of inexplicable is happening inside of you mm-hmm. and, and seems to be on, you're not like, oh, I'm about to do some projection so I can see what's in, what's happening right, inside right. of me. It's actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, the most potent projection would happen unintentionally. Yeah, I think so. I think, no, I think exactly. Like if, if you're aware of what you're projecting. I can't sit here and just go, I'm about to project. Right. No, because that takes <laughs> us, that's, that's conscious. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and again, it's like back to the membrane thing. Someone with a really loose membrane or, or a porous membrane, there's, proje- there's a lot of projections happening mm-hmm. because there's, a little less of boundedness with them. It's mm-hmm. like, it's almost like that unconscious is going to seep out of sorts. Oh, oh, oh. So here's questions. Here's okay. questions. So, so, okay. So if we're saying defenses are inevitable and defenses are also generally good. Mm-hmm. Also is, is maturing or, or becoming more adult like or growing whatever word we'd want to use to describe that, like developing developing a mm-hmm. less porous membrane over time. I think that is good. And and inevitably it starts. So 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 to grow you need to almost go harder first. You need to go deeper into the lack of porousness. Right. No, honestly I think that the potentially there's so much of like we've we've missed certain things along the way in the development of the self that sometimes it might take going back yeah. of sorts and yeah. kind of not like redeveloping, but I mean, O'Donnell would say like birthing your mind, like kind of being born again, you know, allowing yourself to go through these stages. um, Raised. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And have, and have, as you're being raised of sorts, having someone to help chew it up with you. Mm-hmm. And give it back to you. Digest what's happening. I'm going way too far off in there. Ah. But <laughs> I think it's like, I think this is the thing. It's like they're scaffolding of sorts. 
it's like, you don't want to take away splitting. I mean, I've talked about this in therapy so much where I'm like, ah, splitting. And my therapist always like splitting is good. I promise you. Like if you tried to hold all the complexity of the world at once, you would explode. Mm -hmm. Like it would be terrible. And I, it's now the running joke. Cause it's like, I did shrooms this summer and I feel like it was just like, all splits gone. Like all defenses fell to the wayside and it was a glorious and impactful and powerful and healing six hours. And I would, I was like, I, there is a reason we please give me my defenses. Please put them back in my body. (laughs) You know, like there was a moment where I was just like, this is too much. Mm -hmm. Like it's too much not having these layers of protection. Like it's, it's like, yes, we want consciousness. Yes, we want to be aware. But like also there's a reason we're not fully conscious beings, you know? (sighs) Okay. So I'm I'm now, this is really me learning in real time. So, so if, if, if the idea is to develop some sort of a less porous membrane or a stronger membrane. Sure. Stronger. Kind of like a sense of self. Yes. You know, like less fragmented. So, so. I guess what you could say is don't hate on projection. Don't hate on projection. Learn from projection if if possible. Also, just know that it just happens every day. You don't need to worry so much. It's- I mean, think of it as data. Like, yeah. I think projection is a lot of data. Yeah. You know, if you really are able... I mean, I think this is the thing. It's like we have to be concerned, like, impact, you know? Yeah. Like, that's why I think the therapeutic situation is really helpful because it's like someone's literally being paid to, to take the impact of your projections in a right, way. Right, 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 and, right, right. Like, and, and it also chew them back out to you in words. So they're hopefully interpreting your projections and helping you to understand what they are. Yeah. Cause again, they're unconscious. Like yeah. it takes its effort to figure them out. Um, but I'm also just like their data. It's a data. lot of data on your inner world. Yeah. I, I loved what Peter Rollins was saying in his little presentation the other day of like, somebody's obviously trying to get you to hate them and you can just go, you don't, you don't start hating them. You just go, it seems like you're trying to get me to hate you. Right. You know? And it was like, what? <laughs> yeah. But I guess. Wondering, I was, do you kind of hate yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like there's this sense of eventually. So, so, so if you say if projection is just taking it to like an everyday conversation, I'm mad. Mm-hmm. I don't like that about myself. I'm projecting it. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's not me that's mad. It's the other person that's mad. And honestly, I used to see, I could see, I can see this happening in myself maybe once a day at least. Oh, for sure. Why are you so mad? And and it happens to me and then I also do it. Right. Well, and I think I I was at the park today and I was just watching parents. And I mean, I think kids, because of honestly their own porousness. Oh, yeah. I feel like kids are just containers for projection. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah. Oh gosh, that's really messed up too. It's like that's a whole different thing about like kids. But 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 so maybe the idea is as you get as you birth your mind, as you grow, as you develop, as you whatever it is, uh the the idea would be it's not like you're never gonna stop projecting. But what you can do, it seems, and correct me if I'm wrong, is say slow down. Something's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm angry. Right. That's a, it's as simple as that. Right. That's the shortcut. Right. Right. It's slowing down and going, what's happening? 
But the craziest thing about it's it's really just like taking five seconds and slowing down. Society today, I'm kidding, but like these the, days, the craziest thing is that there's not. Even though that's the healthier, more rational, more sane, more helpful, more beneficial move, what what is wrong with society? <laughs> I gotta come up with a better word. Is that we don't meet that moment well. No. Somebody goes, I'm mad. And we're like, well, you shouldn't be mad. And it's like, oh, you know, it's like I, I really do think, no. generally speaking, we should meet a, an authentic expression of emotion with open arms. Mm-hmm. I'm mad. Oh my gosh. Thank you for telling me that. Like what's going on? Again, it's our own inner yeah. fears of that thing. It's yeah. like, it's like we can only handle what we've explored. Yeah. We can only handle what we can tolerate, you know? Cause I want to say, okay, okay, okay. It's a lose, it's a lose, lose you. Okay. I want to say to the person shutting down the anger or the sadness or the emotion or the authenticity, you, it's a crazy thing to think that anybody has now succeeded. You're now going to experience whatever that was in a really wonky way. It's going to come out. You're, it, right. It's now going to get projected right. on well, you. I think that's the thing is like, that's the thing is none of these things just disappear. No. You know? And, and it's just going to, now it's going to get, it's going to wreak havoc in a way, or it's going to just get really awkward and weird. I mean, and so I th- it's less weird if somebody just goes, I'm mad. Right. And you go, Oh, that's so clear. Thank you for letting me know you're mad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is just naming. Like we have collective intergenerational trauma to heal. Yeah. That's what we're here to. I mean, I feel like that's what I'm here to help and want to yeah. do. Like we have, we, we have systemic wounds and mm-hmm. systemic like disordered thinking, I think. Yeah. That needs healing. Would it be, would it be maybe this is a suggestion? Would it, would if, would a full true like mild wind down be nice to just describe why you changed your Instagram handle to good enough mace? Oh, that's a fun little wild. Cause when you say down. I'm trying to, um, do my part to help with intergenerational trauma, I think, I think, I think the implication is, um, it's like, it's like that out, outrageously cheesy starfish, poem or like parable of like throwing just one starfish. I, I saved that one. Yeah. But yeah. that's true. That's all you can do. Right. <laughs> I'm doing my part yeah. and it's, t- it's, it's deep work. This is what you're heading into like deep intentional work with a few people. Yeah. And that's no, my true. role. That's true. You know, there's other therapists out here saving other starfish and, <laughs> you know, and, and if I, if I no try saving anyone, I let mean, me maybe, tell you that maybe if I, maybe if I <laughs> compared it to like the, the sort of heavy quotes, like godlike perspective of a, a mega church pastor, yeah. they have the audacity to think that they're going to save the world right, right. on a meta level right. with their 50,000 congregants. And you're like, yeah. a therapist just goes, really, bro? Like you really, you really think you can do that? Yeah. Um, it's going to take a lot more time and attention and intimacy and, and <laughs> good enough posture to do anything good. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd be, I'd be curious. What, what's the question? What, what was significant for you to change your name from spaced mace? Space to good mace, enough mace? Space mace. Um, I mean, a lot of things, but, I mean, I feel like you just prompted this with this idea of good enough, which that would be actually a great topic one time. It's just mm-hmm. good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I don't know, have we talked, we've probably talked about good enough throughout this podcast recently, but, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's twofold because space maze is this really interesting, like, I think names and identifiers actually are really significant, like, I pick space maze and I don't actually know exactly what headspace I was in, which is like alien part of it. Alien. There is this like very strong drive in me and aesthetically. And then also just identifying with of me that was, yeah, identifying as alien, really interested in space kind of existential season for me. And alongside that is definitely like, I think an escapism tendency that I have and you know emerging from therapeutic work is like different pieces around me that are like definitely aspects of wanting to escape my humanness and groundedness and I like escape either into heaven or escape down to hell like through like godlike tendencies or like shit tendencies as the kind of the language that I've come to come to use and uh when a caught my one true love when a caught yeah. who I hope we one day I think we should do a whole series on just like thinkers. <sighs> but I love Winnicott and he's a psychoanalyst that work with children and families and he came up with this concept of a child needs a good enough caretaker or a good enough mother. And essentially this is like you don't need to be perfect, you don't need to be godlike, you don't need to be omnipotent. You just need to do these like kind of basic qualities and be good enough. Like folks are better off when they're aiming for good enough than they are for perfection or aiming for like super incredibly high standards. And that's just kind of like been internalized in me. And there's like all kinds of, you know, things going on about like good enough therapist, good enough person, good enough. And so for me, it's kind of like this coming back to earth of sorts, like from space mace to like, I was joking to you. I was like, is it going to be earthly mace? Like grounded mace, like feet on the ground. But I think good enough captures a lot of like, also like letting things go. Like I think, I think this has probably been, if folks are really paying attention to me on the podcast, like there's some times where I get like rigid and thinking or maybe get a little nervous around ideas being shared because I'm like, is it right? Is it perfect? Is it going to impact someone? Is it going to like hurt someone? And it's like that right there is like a huge pendulum swing of like God to shit for me. Like somehow the things that we say in this podcast are going to be so powerful that they impact someone to this night, like huge degree. So that's like a very large God, God complex that jumps right down to the shit complex of like, and now I've ruined someone for life. And like, Oh yeah, I, I have this like thing. What a crazy relationship that happens. God shit. God shit. Yeah. It's like this thing, thing and good enough. is just so grounding between that. of like, it's just good enough. Yeah. Like if that's what I'm aiming for, that's so helpful. And it's like, <clears throat> I'm not going to, I'm not going to be profound and, you know, I mean, you said this of like, you, you brought up the word save and I'm like, no ser- therapist saves anyone. Yeah. Like that's out of the picture no, no, off no, table. No, no, no. Yeah. Like people don't even need saving. Like I'm not really even here for that narrative at all. Yeah. It's like, we don't need yeah. saving. Like we said, reality is frustrating. We just need to be in it. Yeah. You know, we need security. We need help. We need care, but we don't need saving from mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, good enough. Yeah, this is like a random question, but mm. uh, 
I think it's been, it's, it feels right for me right now, this name change of just kind of like coming to my own and coming home and coming to like a sense of moderation that I've never had. Um, and it's new for me. Like it's not easy to feel good enough. Um, but it's kind of like my mantra of sorts for this season. So it's like, I changed my name cause I'm like, I'm no longer space mace. And like, there's been other like behavioral changes that I've made and like changes to like, honestly, just like my habits and lifestyle that have like shifted and like trying to bring myself to, I don't know, bring myself to ground and like accept my feet on the ground, like accept my earthliness and my home here. And like, yeah, I still like, I'm like, yeah, I'm an alien, but I'm also like, yeah. And I'm like human. I'm also just like a human here. Um, I'm not like beyond that. Mm. I'm just good enough. Nice. I love that. That's me. I love that. It's been, it's been really cool to watch that journey with you. (laughs) And I think also like, you know, to talk about this idea of projection and it's not just projection. I think one of the, one of the different flavors we wanted this episode to have is like, it's not, it's not this idea of like we research projection. We're telling you about it. It's like, right. again, we're thinking of these things. I think more as prompts these days. Yeah, no, we've definitely And then we just go all bit. over. <laughs> but I think there was the sense of like, we're going to master something. Right. We're going to master defense mechanisms. And there was some sort of, pure blissed out state we're going to get to mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. frustration language is great and i think it intermingles perfectly with this good enough concept of like no 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 understanding defense mechanisms isn't going to make sort of like no it's not going to make you like a superhuman in yeah. any realm yeah it's just like oh more information more information yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it actually might frustrate you it might be making yeah. things a little harder because you're like seeing your projections you're going to have to encounter some unconscious things <laughs> Right. I mean, but, but the biggest, the biggest, the biggest metaphor for us in this time of our lives is billionaires going into space. It's not Mm -hmm. just Jeff Bezos, obviously. So it's like, what is the metaphor of a billionaire going into space? Right. Leaving, you know, and, and then the metaphor of a billionaire. Right. No, it's like, where's good enough? Where's earth? Yeah. And okay, you did it. (laughs) You got up there, you know, and it's like, you do have to come back down to earth. Yeah. Uh, it, all metaphor, of course, but like also literal. But like, you know, there. Jeff Bezos does represent sort of. I mean, who's the Virgin Airlines guy? Too uh, crap. Everybody knows it's it's basically, you know, the Tesla guy, mm-hmm. and oh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. And then the Virgin Airlines guy <laughs> and Jeff Bezos, it doesn't matter. But it's like, you, you know, the, the promise is sort of like, oh, make money. And then the ultimate dream is be a billionaire. And then what? Go into space. And everything is like, what? Just become unhuman? Be, disappear into nothingness? Yeah, like, like cool. There is go, just go, something go. about, no, this is, this is humanity, folks. This is what we're given. We're given emotions. We're given sensations. We're given thoughts. We're given. And we have limits. Yeah. We're get, we, we need food, we need sustenance, we have needs, we need care, we need touch. This isn't something you get to escape from. Right, right. So I, th- I thought good No matter how hard like, we try. Yeah. Yeah. Branson. That's the person? I, th- I think it's, uh, it's it, Branson's his last name. Everybody's Bill listening. Bill Branson? Bill, no, it's <laughs> like everybody that's listening is like shouting the name if they've gotten this far. It's like Peter Branson? 
<laughs> it was it was sort of a meme because this is a billionaire who's like really famous and like it was like a week after Obama was unpre- was president was not president he was like partying with Branson in some sort of yacht. What is it? Mace is looking it up. Everybody, <laughs> Richard, did I get it before you got it? Is it Richard Branson? <laughs> you did it. Yes, you my brain, my brain, Sir caught up. Richard Charles Nicholas Branson. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, so Elon Musk, uh, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson. This is not the goals, everybody. This is not goals. human goals. No, 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 no. Far mm. from. Love um, everybody. Okay, Thanks for we listening. kind of talked about projection. <laughs> I love These are all prompts just, now. I think that's prompts. the new that's the new no small thing <laughs> that's vibe. The new no small thing vibe, honestly. So take I it think or leave I it. think morning pages has gotten into our psyche. <laughs> morning pages in therapy. I've gotten so much more comfortable being like this is what's we need an episode on free association. I will <laughs> I keep putting that into the air. <laughs> um, we just did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone. Um, we'll catch you next week. Not sure what the topic's gonna be. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!